Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Thank you, PT, Pastor Teagues. Hey, let's just stay in this worship moment for just a second. That chorus of that song said, even the darkest of days are temporary. And I think a few of you came in here tonight feeling like maybe you're in a dark day. Yeah, we're just going to stay in this little moment for just a second. We're not, we're not switching over, so just take a deep breath and just calm down for just a second. I think some of you probably came in and thinking tonight, will this season ever end? Will it always be this way? Will I always feel this way? Lord, I feel distant from you. Maybe you're asking, Lord, where are you? Maybe I didn't think it was going to turn out this way exactly. I know even today I'd, I had to personally call somebody. I was, I was feeling that way a little bit. And then actually, as soon as I got here, someone else talked to me about feeling that way, like the moment I came in. So it's no uh, coincidence, I feel like, that the Holy Spirit's trying to show us something. Um, the cool thing about seasons is they start, but they, they do end. And if you have the right perspective and if you look at it the right way, what you can learn in this season right now is really going to help you for what God has for you next. You could blow this season. You could have a bad attitude. You could stay frustrated. You could think, this is not going the way, God. Hey, God, this is not going the way you said it was going to go. Where's all this victory? Where's, where's all this abundant, best life stuff? The Bible says that if we draw close to him, he'll draw close to us. So maybe you need to check if you've drawn close to him first before you blame him for something. I feel like a, a couple people are in that boat tonight. So I just want you to be encouraged. You're thinking, how can I be encouraged when I feel this way? But I think God made the, the world and, and the seasons with summer, spring, winter, fall to show us that things start and things end. And just so you know, it's not always going to feel this way. There is an awesome life for you. And maybe you don't feel like maybe you measure up to what that awesome life should be. God has qualified you, given you all the gifting that you need. You're not lacking anything, but it's up to us to, like I said, draw close to him and learn how to operate in those things. Maybe, maybe feel guilty about your past things. You, maybe you say, I, I just completely, 2020 was a terrible year for me. Last year was terrible too. I just completely blew it. God can and will redeem the time that you lost. If you're intentional about it, if you feel like you've lost some time, that is okay. I think we've all been there. Leaders, has, have any of you leaders that are in here been felt that way? Like, I feel like I've lost some time. I have seasons here and there where I feel like, man, God, I did I, God, did I even really ask you about much about my life during that season? Or was I just thinking, I got this? Don't beat yourself up and don't feel guilty. That's, that's a trick of the enemy. That doesn't come from God. The Holy Spirit will convict you to change, but the enemy is going to make you feel guilty. He's going to push you to feel that way. So just be encouraged. If you're feeling like you're maybe stuck in a season, that season will end. It will end. And I believe that what you are learning now, if you are looking for it, if you're just like, well, I'm just going to buckle up and sit back and do nothing, just wait for this thing to be over. No, if you're intentional with looking, God, what are you showing me right now that maybe I haven't seen yet? Ask him that. Literally the way I'm talking to you right now is the way I talk to the Holy Spirit, the way I talk to God like I have a relationship with him, like I have a relationship with you. That's what it's about. It's not, oh, holy Lord, that I don't know that you're so distant, that I can't see you with my senses. It's not that. 
literally talking to him. Lord, I feel this way. Lord, I love you. Lord, thank you for this. So just ask him maybe where you're missing it. Because it's not him. <laughs> it's not him. There's a devil that doesn't like you, and then there's human error. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those two. But just know that seasons start, but seasons do end. And that, uh, I believe, encouragement is coming to you all right now. So that was free. You, you don't have to tip me or give me an offering for that. It's, it's fine. So we're going to jump right into this. Okay. We're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, pastor's series about growing up, stepped on a lot of toes. And I, I think this message might step on a few toes a little bit. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, but uh, if we have any nurses in the building, uh, maybe Shelby Lynn and Molly, we can wrap those toes up when we get finished, throw some stuff on there. But um, we're going to talk about character matters. Morgan talked about uh, mental health matters. And I'm going to kind of follow in that vein of thinking that character matters. And you know, you guys know, I usually like to start off with a story about myself. I don't have a, exactly a story about myself, but I do have a story about somebody else. And some of you uh, <laughs> leaders that have been here for a minute might know wh- who I'm saying. I- I'll protect the identity of this person. I won't say their names. They're not in this room. We're talking about character. I'm going to explain to you what character is in just a second. But there was this person. Let's see, there's no Brian's in here. There, this person's name was Brian. And this person went to this certain school, and he, Brian went to a restaurant where the girl that was their waitress went to school with him. Well, it just so happened that Pastor Jordan, who was youth pastor Jordan at the time, and Brian went out to lunch together, just so happened to where that girl that Brian knew from school was their waitress. And she's like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, hey, good to see you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like being real cool, you know, like super cool. And she's like, who's this? He's like, oh, that's my pastor. She's like, pastor? I didn't know you go to church. <laughs> huh. So <laughs> I'm sure that person said, uh, 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 and didn't probably know what to say for, for a few seconds. But pastor, I didn't know you go to church. Which goes to show me, what, what does that girl know that, that Brian? How does she, what does she know him as? So we're talking about character tonight. And I looked up character in, in the good old Webster's, but eh, it, was, it was too heady. I'm just going to give you a really good, easy, a couple definitions of what I think character is. Character is the person that you are on Sunday should be the person that you are on Friday night. Hmm. Okay. The person you are on Sunday is the person that you are on Friday night. I'm saying should be. I'm not saying we're all, that's us right now. But to me, character is consistency. Character is who you are when you get squeezed. What comes out of you when you get squeezed? Here's another good thing I was thinking about character. Character is all the little things in life. It's your day-to-day. Character is not the highlights. Character is not the big decisions where everybody pats you on the back and says, good job. Character is what you say when you wake up at 8 in the morning. Character is how you react when someone says something to you that you want to knock their teeth out for but you either do or you don't, that's character. Character is all the little decisions throughout your day, which turn into weeks and months and then throughout your life. That, those decisions are what shape you and give you your character. And all of you can, can judge yourself. I, I'm not gonna judge you. I could call you out if you want me to, but I won't. Okay, let me give you just some scenarios of basic examples of character, just some examples. So I'm going to go from zero to 100 on this real quick. You ready? 
So if I were to tell a dirty joke from the front right now, some of you would laugh, but then some of you wouldn't. That's, that's character. <laughs> My gosh, you're going to tell one? No, I'm not. I'm not going to tell a dirty joke. If something all of a sudden, you know, like if, if we're here on Sundays and something clicks and the speakers is like, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, and you hear, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'll be up here and I'll see it and you'll see like all the old people, <laughs> they'll shudder really fast because it really scared them. But some of you might let out a holy sh- but others might be like, oh, whoa, that scared me. That's character. That's character. And it's funny when we play volleyball some nights out here, when someone throws an unexpected volleyball and someone goes, whoa, and it zips by them, but the, the word that they say, yeah, I hear them. I hear, I hear what we're saying out there, guys. It's, it's no big deal. Character. <laughs> uh, if some of you uh, received an inappropriate picture in your DMs or on Snap, some of you would look at it for a minute, but some of you would block that person right away. That's character. If you found a 20 sitting on the ground outside tonight, and if it's mine, you better give it back. But if you found a 20, some of you would, <laughs> some of you would shout payday. And then uh, a couple other, you would bring it to a leader and said, I found this, it's not mine. That's character. If you were asked to set up good old tables and chairs, some of you would disappear and take a really extended long bathroom break or pretend that your mom called you while you're walking through the halls, while your friends are walking past you with tables and chairs to set it up because they're gonna get the job done. That's character. <laughs> Busted. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if you volunteer, if you serve here on a Wednesday night, some of you show up early and some of you show up late. That's character. In public, you might say, well, God bless them. But in private, you would probably say, do you know what they did? That's character. That's character. So I'm done with my examples, but character is all of these little things that we just sometimes just skim over. No big deal. All these little decisions every, that you make every day are shaping you and shaping your character. Does that make sense? The way I see it is how much God uses you kind of depends on what your character looks like. Sometimes God wants to trust us with things and he's ready to give them, but we aren't ready because we haven't developed our character enough. Because if he did give you that thing that you just desire so much, but you haven't put in the work to have good character, that thing would probably crush you. So how does your character look tonight? Anybody want to stand up and answer? Malachi? (laughs) How does your character look tonight? And you could be the judge of that. You can be the judge of that tonight. You don't have to come tell them. You can if you want to. I want to read this next this scripture to you. It's, it's a little bit long, but I want to read this to you, and we're going to go over this for the whole rest of the night. I'm going to pick some parts out of here, and we're just going to go over this. I want to read from Psalm 101, 2 through 8, out of the Passion. It says, I'm trying my best to walk in the way of integrity, especially in my own home. That's key. But I need your help. I'm wondering, Lord, when will you appear? I refuse to gaze on that which is vulgar. I despise works of evil people and anything that moves my heart from you. I will not let evil hold me in its grip. Every perverse and crooked way I have put away from my heart, for I will have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness. Are you encouraged yet? (laughs) I will silence those who secretly want to slander my friends. I like that one. And I will not tolerate the proud and arrogant. This one, this this will make you shout. My innermost circle mm, will only be those who I know are pure and godly. They will be the ones I allow to minister to me. There's no room in my home for hypocrites. 
for I can't stand chronic liars who flatter and deceive. At each and every sunrise, I will awake to do, let me see, where am I at here? I will awake to do what's right and put to silence those who love wickedness. Wow. Freeing God's people from their evil grip. I will do all of this. So he said, David said, I'll do all of this because of my great love for you. So I want to spend the rest of our evening all the way to nine o'clock. Just kidding. We're going to play volleyball in a few minutes. Some, some of your anxiety just shot through the roof. And I said, like, what? It's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I want to spend the rest of the night talking to you about how do I develop good, strong character? MZ, does character matter? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It is everything. Character is everything. So the first thing I want to look at tonight, how do I develop good, strong character is number one, you have to walk in integrity. You have to walk in integrity. I'm going to go back to that first part of the verse here. This is what he said. I'm trying my best to walk in the way of integrity, especially in my own home. Why does he say that? Why does he say, especially in my own home? Because we know home is private. Home is I can do what I want. I can live my secret life. Okay, I see a lot of head nods, so I know I'm on it. I know I'm, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I see you pinpointing that in people's lives. Okay. Hey, mine first, though. <laughs> integrity, though. Integrity is doing what's right when no one's watching. That's why he says, I'm trying my best to walk in the way of integrity, especially in my own home. He didn't say especially in public. No, he said especially in my own home. What kind of person are you when no one's watching? When you're in private. When your parents say, hey, hey, we're going out for date night. Hey, we're running to the store. What kind of person are you? Do you take off your church mask and throw on the real you? Or is there no mask to take off because you're a consistent person? I've been both. I've been both. What kind of person are you at home? You know, I was thinking about character. <laughs> character is so easy in public. It's easy in public because everybody can see you. You're not going to do, probably not, something really dumb in public because someone will see you. So we know you at church. We know you. Uh, we know that Brother Sean taught a message about how we give each other our best when we come and meet together on Sundays. And I know we give each other our best cleaned up versions on Sundays and Wednesdays and life group and anytime we're together. And even I do that. I want to give people my best. But a lot of times we give our friends and our pastors and leaders in our life and just family, the cleaned up version of ourselves. But then in private, we give God our worst. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? You do know that he sees what we do. You do know he sees how you talk about that person or what you're looking up or what you're reading or what movies you're watching when you keep checking the door to make sure mom and dad aren't going to come in. Like, you know, he sees that stuff. Is it because that we can't sense him with our senses and God, you're just this far off distant God that maybe you live in space. Maybe you live on the moon. I don't know. Maybe you live in some heaven somewhere. You're just so far off. You're not really near and close to me like an actual physical human being. No, he is. He's so close to you that he lives on the inside of you. So he sees everything that goes on. So why is it we give up friends and family and, and people at church our cleaned up version when we're at school or on Sundays and Wednesdays, but when we're in private, we give God our worst. I've been that way before. I'll be the first to admit it. I've been that way before. 
but I'm trying my best to get better all the time. I have no case of that, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I, I, don't, I don't have that. I'm not one way and then switch and then I'm just completely another way. Am I working on myself? Absolutely, and we all should be until I'm 60 and then to, and when I'm 81 and then when I'm 95, I'm still gonna be working on AMC because he needs it. <laughs> he needs Jesus, pray for him. <laughs> but it matters who you are in private. It matters. Let's look at Proverbs 10, 9, out of the passion. It says, the one who walks in integrity will experience a fearless confidence in life, but the one who is devious will eventually be exposed. You know what's interesting about sin is a lot of times <laughs> living in sin, doing things we shouldn't be, you know, doing things that we shouldn't be doing, that, that catches up to you. And oftentimes it'll tell, it'll tell on you. Not necessarily somebody else, but what you've been doing in private will tell on you. I'm not trying to scare anybody to stop sinning or anything like that or saying, you're going to get busted. But it is a good Holy Ghost wake up that what it says, um, but one who is devious will eventually be exposed. But I like this part. We're talking about how to develop good, strong character. And I said, we're going to walk in integrity. It says the one who walks in integrity will experience a fearless confidence in life. When you walk around, you have nothing to hide. You're confident, right? Ten years ago, I used to walk around like, I really hope they don't know what I did. <laughs> I used to feel like that all the time. And some of you are smiling right now because you're either that way currently or you're trying to get better or you, or you are better. <laughs> but it gives you this fearless confidence in life where you can stand before God like, hey, God, yeah, I'm not perfect, but I'm not living this secret life. Like you see me and you know me. And when I leave a church on Sunday or Wednesday night youth, I'm not going home and just, all right, throwing off my church clothes and throwing on my world clothes or my sin clothes. I'm, I'm not doing that. And I challenge you to be better and to, and to, to do different. Let's look at point number two. I want you to look right at the person next to you right now. <laughs> Emily, you can look at me since nobody's next to you and say, what you looking at? Not what are you looking at? What you looking at? Okay. All right. Some people got scared like, oh, are you going to know what I've been looking at? No, point number two, what are you looking at? I'm going to go back to that scripture here. It says, I refuse to gaze on that which is vulgar. I despise works of evil people and anything that moves my heart away from you. I will not let evil hold me in its grip. Every perverse and crooked way I have put away from my heart. For I will have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness. But it says, I refuse to gaze on that which is vulgar. What about you? What about you? <laughs> All right, here, we're going to play a really fun game, super fun game. Whoever gives me their phone, I'll give you a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card, okay? Um, just don't go on Sunday. So I want 10 people to bring their phone up here and put their password in or face ID. Just set it up here right now and give me, I need, I need 10 seconds on each phone. And let me look. For real, my man, my man. Go ahead and just put it right here. Just put it right here. Anybody else? Okay, okay, okay. I appreciate this. I appreciate this. I appreciate this right here. I appreciate that. Anybody else? Hey, maybe I got the wrong crew tonight. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. My man, my man. For everybody listening on podcasts, I got one. That's my own phone, but hey, I'll leave my phone up here. One, two, three, four, five, six, and an iPad up here. Okay, here's the fun thing. I'm not actually going to go through your phones. Leave them up here because... 
Now you won't see the snaps and stuff you're getting, but leave them up here. I'll answer them for you. I'll say hello. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so the ones that didn't bring your phone up here, and now I got, I got to question you. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. But if I ask to look at anything on your phone for 10 seconds, check your DMs, check your own up and snaps, check your search history, check your camera roll, I'd find what I need to find with, with that quickly. Some of you are like, I just saw your spirits leave your body. Like, please, please don't go through my. Okay, it's all right, guys. I'm not going to. It's just an example. Okay, we're okay. We're okay. But yeah, some of you just about died when I said that. Thank you for, hey, I'm impressed. Thank you for bringing your phones up here. I appreciate that. Leave them here for a minute. Uh, I'll just take, uh, anybody got an iPhone 13? I got an iPhone 12. I'll, I'll take the 13 home with me. But, uh, but the point is, what are you looking at? He says, I'm not going to look at, I'm not going to look at anything that's vulgar. What about movies that you watch? What about, okay, I hate TikTok so much. I do. I hate it. I like it when my friends send me TikToks and I get to watch them because I trust those ones. But let me just give you my example of my, my journey with TikTok. So like when it first came around, it was just like dance videos and it wasn't, wasn't popular. Then they revamped it and it got more popular. So I made an account forever ago and found out, okay, it's kind of boring. Nobody's on here. So I just deleted it forever ago. I don't know, like a couple years back. Well, recently we did a little dance video upstairs in the quarry and or, uh, in, the, in the KOTR room. And I thought it was so cool. I was like, man, we are going to be TikTok famous. And I, I got to see what people are saying about us. And I thought these people might post it. So I decided to reactivate my account, followed a couple people that are in here. And then it said, hey, what, here's, here's like stuff you might like. What are you interested in? I said, let's see, I said business, travel, uh, vehicles, outdoors, and there was one other one. I was like, cool, all right, yeah, let's see what they got for me. On the For You tab, everybody knows exactly where I'm going with this. We got the following, and then nobody had posted anything, literally nobody. I'm like, okay, I follow like six or seven people, and nobody has posted a single thing. And then there was the For You, first one. All right, cool, let's see, nothing but butts. Just butts, B-U-T-T-S's, guys. Not, but, no, no, butts, nothing but butts. I was like, whoa, what the heck? All right, scroll, another, butts again, man, scroll. What is with the butts? What is with the butts? I didn't, I didn't click on any of that stuff. I didn't say, oh, I'm interested in butts. <laughs> How do you get butts in travel? Butts in finance? Butts in outdoors? There's a reason I hate TikTok. If you have one and you use it appropriately, okay, awesome, no problem. I don't need TikTok. Me, personally, at 33 years old, 33 years old I don't need TikTok. So what I do? I deactivated my account. Okay, I'm, I'm, I don't need it. I remember why I didn't need it in the first place. I'm done with it. So what are you looking at? Hopefully not butts, all right? Yeah. Movies. What movies are you watching? TikTok, social media. If it is tripping you up and you want to be a person that refuses to gaze on anything that is vulgar, get rid of it. Oh, but I have the FOMO, of the fear of missing out. Get rid of it. Who cares? Who cares if you miss out? I, I have uh, cut back my uh, social media time. I used to be on it for about 16 hours a day, scrolling, not caring about anything, just scrolling. As long as my thumb was moving, I was good, you know, just because it's, uh, I, I had a hole inside of me. I was trying to fill it with something. So uh, now I get an hour a day, and sometimes I don't even reach it. Sometimes I do. But I don't care. I don't even care anymore. I don't care that I'm missing out. What am I missing out on? Butts? I'm not, I'm not missing out on anything. So if it's tripping you up, and this is, oh, this, that's for the guys. No, this is for the girls too. If it's tripping you up, that guy that you know, that's a, that's a junior, he's got the six pack and he's always taking videos like this. 
and he's got two studded earrings and he's just looking like a straight goop, get rid of it. If it's tripping you up, cut it out. Get rid of it. You don't need it. And if you have, hey, I, I almost pierced Mary's one time. If you got diamond studded earrings, that's cool. Just don't act like that guy because he was, I saw him at the gym and I was like, brother, what are you doing? My gosh. I was out there flipping a tire and he's over there. You know, getting the abs. I'm like, dude, nobody cares. All right. Everybody all right? All right. You, you forgive me for the butts comment? All right. <laughs> all right. Point number three. Ready? Everybody get your scissors out like this. Let me see you put, get your scissors out. Everybody, everybody. Do a snip. Cut the gossip. Cut the gossip. <laughs> Cut the gossip. This is the next part of the verse. We're going back to that scripture. It says... This is kind of like mafia style right here. It says, I will silence those who secretly want to slander my friends. And I will not tolerate the proud and arrogant. I don't know what he means by silencing them. I mean, I can think, I was in the military, I can think of one, one way, but I don't, I don't know as Christians if we're supposed to, okay. Um, but cut the gossip. There was, a, there was a moment in time in my youth ministry days where gossip was bad and it ran pretty rampant. And uh, there'd be about 10 circles at church at all times. You could walk up and you could learn anything you want about anybody in that circle. You walk over here. Oh, why are you talking about the old people in the church? What do they got to do with this? And then you're over here and, oh, staff, talking about staff. And then over here talking. There was a time where it was kind of bad. But I think with what we have going here right now, it's the best I've ever seen it. And I want to commend you on that. But if you are gossiping, cut the gossip. If you want to develop good, strong character, cut the gossip. Refuse to talk about people. Refuse to talk about your friends. That means friends and family, cut them. Hey, I live with my family. I can't cut them out. Well, don't sit at the dinner table and talk about it then. Say, may it be dismissed. Do people even ask that anymore? They just get them and go to the room, don't they? But cut it out. Don't entertain that. Don't think, oh, yeah, yeah, Dad, you are right. No, who cares? Cut it out and say, excuse me, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I got to go uh, shave my arms. I'll be right back. You know, whatever, whatever you got to do. Shave, shave your left eyebrow off. I don't care. <laughs> but it, <laughs> if we're cutting gossip, though, we got to replace it with something. Let's cover each other instead. Let's make provisions for people to make mistakes. Not saying, I hope you mess up, bro. No, let's make provisions knowing people are going to make mistakes. Have you ever... Man or woman of God, have you ever made a mistake? No. Yeah, you have. Make provisions and understand that, hey, human, they're going to make mistakes. I heard that burp back there. That was a good one. (laughs) But let's cover each other instead. Let's give each other grace. Let's not gossip about each other. This is how we develop good, strong character. Ready for the next one? Okay. Number four, check your circle. Woo! My goodness. Don't throw your wig at me on that one. Check your circle. Let's read this. It says, my innermost circle will only be those who I know are pure and godly. That's not talking about all the people in your life. It says your innermost circle. It says, hey, someone just got a snap from Haley. Okay, all right. I won't, I won't open it. I won't open it. I could. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Uh, my innermost circle will be only those who I know are pure and godly. They will be the only ones I allow to minister to me. Minister means to tend to someone's needs. Check your circle. Who do you spend most of your time with? This is the question to ask yourself about friends in your life, the close ones. 
you could, you could use this scale for the other people in your life, but are these people pulling you closer to God or pr- pushing you further into darkness? It's one or the other. It's one or the other. Check your circle. Are these people pulling you closer to God or pushing you farther into darkness? But Amzie, they're funny. Yeah, who cares? He's the coolest guy in school. She's TikTok famous. I don't care. <laughs> Check your circle. Check your circle. Look at this in uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33. I love this scripture. Most of your moms and dads have probably beat you over the head with this. It says, stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Huh. God said it. Don't be mad at me. God said it. And if he said it, it's right. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. We're talking about, Amzie, how do I build strong, good, strong character? You need to check your circles. You know, you fool yourself when you told yourself that you were strong enough to handle it or handle them. You've seen that example when someone stands up on a higher elevation, so much easier for someone down here to pull you off that thing than it is for you to pull them up. I don't know exactly how it works. It's physics. I don't know. But apply that to your friends in your life. It's exactly that way. Don't fool yourself into thinking, I'm strong enough to handle these people. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) So check your circle. And if you need to text some people tonight and just send them the scissors emoji, do it in love, but do it. I dare you to. Okay. Point number five, do what's right. Really? Yeah, yeah, do what's right. It's, I know, it's, it's uh, shocking, right? <laughs> do what's right. I'm going to keep reading this scripture. It says, there's no room in my home for hypocrites, for I can't stand chronic liars who flatter and deceive. At each and every sunrise, I will awake to do uh, what's here? I'll wake to do what's right and to put to silence those who love wickedness, freeing God's people from their evil grip. I will do all of this because of my great love for you. Yeah. Everybody in here knows right versus wrong. Yeah. I got a story real quick. I bought this TV recently. And it was a month ago. And it was $500. I'm talking about right versus wrong. And my three-year-old, anybody know where I'm going? He has a bouncy ball. It's a big bouncy ball. And my wife said, come upstairs, it's time for lunch. He said, not today. He took that ball and he threw it at the TV and he missed. Yes. (laughs) But then he got up and he picked that ball up again and went up to the TV and just went, whack. Crack, 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 crack. Red, blue, purple, yellow lines down the TV. $500 down the drain. We are now a house with no TV, but we have cameras in our house, uh, one at the basement and one in the uh, kids' room, so we can check on them and see where they're at, what they're doing, what they're watching. And the moment he did it, we're talking about do what's right, right versus wrong. The moment he did it, he went up, he touched it. He's like, oh my gosh. He didn't say that, but I'm just giving you the replay. He's just looking at it. He touches it and he goes, he looks over at the stairs where my wife could come down and he walks away like this and he looks over. And then he goes back to the TV and gets real close to it and touches it. And then he runs away into the playroom, never to be seen again. And I'm minus $500 now. And we got it on sale. And I'm not buying another TV. So if you have one you want to donate, hook your brother up. So we're talking about do what's right, right versus wrong. I know he's three. But I know we're not three years old. 
but it's simple. I know it, it can be hard sometimes. I know your flesh will be trying to pull you one way. The Holy Spirit saying, no, come this way. Right versus wrong. But developing good character is a process. It is a process. By this statement, I'm not saying that I have arrived and I've reached perfection. But it's taken me, I think, about 10 years to get to a place to where I'm feeling good. Now, I didn't say I've achieved it. I've arrived. I'm perfect. I'm feeling good where my character's at. But I'm always looking, all right, what's next, though? What else can I cut out? What else can I get sharper at? What words can I stop saying? What things can I stop thinking about? What places can I stop going? What can I cut out of my life? I'm not perfect, but I'm striving to be better every single day. Just by doing what's right. It's simple. So the why to all this, though. Why does character matter? Okay, cool. That's, that's great. I know what good character versus bad character is now, but why does it matter? I like to keep things simple. You know, don't, don't try to shoot it over my head. I like to keep things simple. Character matters simply because God deserves the best version of you. And you having good, strong character is a great version of you. But God deserves it. You know, I was thinking good character is not grown overnight, but it is built over a lifetime. And it is. You won't leave here tonight and say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop talking to this person. That guy in the locker room will stop laughing at his jokes, and then I'm going to have awesome character tomorrow. Give it a couple weeks and some months and a couple years. And start watching the difference, though. Start making those decisions now, though. Remember, it's all those little small things. It's not just the, should I go out on a Friday night and go do this with him or her? It's not just those big things. It's the small things. How you're talking about other people, what you're looking at. The little small things. The movie you click on is like, ah probably shouldn't watch it but it's all right character it all matters it all matters you know i think i think of character and trust kind of that they're kind of in the same boat a little bit you've heard it said that trust can take a long time to build but seconds to lose it right i saw this quote by billy graham it says when wealth is lost nothing is lost when health is lost something is lost but when character is lost all is lost it's true I, I think it's important for us to talk about this tonight because there's a lot of people, a lot of leaders, even preachers in the body of Christ that, you know, Billy Graham, he just said, when character is lost, all is lost. There's people that said, I am one way, and then lived completely different. And churches got crushed as it, their ministry got crushed, families got messed up. I'm saying, get this thing right, right now. Let it develop now. So in your early 20s because that's where we're headed I know Amzie what about the the teens that I'm in that's that's where we're at but let's develop this good character strong character because God deserves it and he deserves the best version of you but develop it now right now stop waiting like I'll get it together in my 20s maybe my 30s hopefully my 50s no start developing that right now so when you move out when you start thinking about colleges and schools and maybe a family and maybe a right spouse that your character has been developed and that you're getting sharper and you're learning to cut out what doesn't need to be there. But character matters and it's, it's just so worth it. It's so worth it. People are worth it. Your character affects everyone around you, you know that? If sin finds you out because on Sunday you said, I'm this way, follow me. I'm a leader, follow me as I follow Christ. But then you go home and you live a different way and then everybody finds out. That affects your circle, that affects your church, that affects your life, your school, your work. Everywhere that your life touches, it affects. I'm going to close with this last one, and then I'm going to go spike so hard on someone's face in volleyball. Just make sure you're on my team. 
Let's check this passage out. Same scripture we read, but this is in the message. My theme song is God's love and justice, and I'm singing it right now to you, God. I'm finding my way down the road of right living, but how long before you show up? I'm doing the very best I can, and I'm doing it at home where it counts. That's what we talked about. I refuse to take a second look at corrupting people and degrading things. I reject made in Canaan gods. Stay clear of contamination. The crooked in heart keep their distance. I refuse to shake hands with those who plan evil. This guy's serious. I put a gag on the gossip who badmouths his neighbor. I can't stand arrogance. But I have my eye on salt of the earth people. They're the ones I want working with me. Men and women on the straight and narrow, these are the ones I want at my side. But no one who traffics in lies gets a job with me. I have no patience with liars. I've rounded up all the wicked like cattle and herded them right out of the country. My goodness. I purge God's city of all who make a business of evil. Just depends on how serious you want to get with it. It doesn't mean that you need to be known for being a jerk. It's not that. Come on, y'all. We know better than that. You can speak the truth in love. Hey, love you. We've had a good run, but this is where the road ends for us. See ya. If you want to call me late at night sometime and talk about your life, I'll be the one day to answer that call for you. You got to make these tough decisions. That message is like that it that scripture in the message just lays it out plainly. You got to want to develop that good strong character. I really do think that God uses us based on how much we've developed our have developed our character. If he can trust you with more, he'll give you with more. If he can't, he won't. He wants to. He's sitting there with an open hand say, "All of this is yours. Come take it." But if you haven't developed yourself, you just won't be ready for it. And if he did give it to you, see, that's the thing. He's a loving God. If he did give it to you, it would crush you. But he's a good dad, and he doesn't want that to happen to you. Anybody feel like leaving? (laughs) Everybody good? Developing good, strong character. We walk in integrity. We watch what we're looking at. We cut the gossip. We check our circle. And we just do what's right. Don't throw bouncy balls at TVs, y'all. Don't do it. It took me about a day to recover. <laughs> no, I had to pray deliverance over my wife. Yeah, she said, uh, I had to send him to his room, to his bed, so uh, Child Protective Services wouldn't get called. I said, amen, sister, I feel you. So uh, <laughs> that's everything I have for tonight. Hey, I believe in you guys. I believe that you guys want to develop that good, strong character. I believe that you guys want to be used by God. And I believe that you're making the right decisions. Let the Holy Ghost speak to you. Draw close to God, and he'll draw close to you. Ask the Holy Spirit, hey, what what can I do? How can I be sharper? How can I be better? What can I do? And I know and I guarantee you that if you ask him, he'll talk to you about it. So let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for all that we've learned tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us those things to cut out. It was your plan, Holy Spirit, for us to have good, strong character. And I'm so thankful that you're in me, Holy Spirit, showing me what to do and what not to do. At 33 years old, you're still speaking to me on what to cut out, what foolish things to get rid of, what friends to quit hanging out with and giving my life to. And I thank you for it. And I know you're going to continue to speak to me and to this group in the days to come on what things we can do just to be better. And I thank you for it, Holy Spirit. I thank you as we go out tonight. And we have a good time of fellowship. The angels would protect us in everything that we're doing tonight. There'd be no one would get hurt. And Lord, we pray for those toes that got stepped on tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 
Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at the quarry, check us out on social media. Thank you.